You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek and pop culture by people of color. Oh, <laughs> we just trying to keep, keep rolling. Going, keep going. We just trying to keep rolling on that one. As always, it's your boy, DJ Ben I mean, aka Halal Jordan, Charlie Brownish, Lightwork Higami, <laughs> Method Man Splaining, Meat Mill House, and keep that same energy on when you see me. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as T'Challa Bread, Queen of the Amazon's Prime Subscription, Gem in the Hollow Fam, J Prince of All Saiyans, Lord of Lightsabers, and Cruella They Chill. All right, all right, all right. And in the third seat, Jeff J, aka Brainiac Five Racks. <laughs> Happy one year scammiversary to New York. Universal Comic Con. God damn it. Universal Fan Con. Con Con. Every Con. Bon Bon Con Con. Con! Con! I love it. The King in the North Face. Anderson Pac Man. Bagger Vance Astro World. And 21 Savage Land. <laughs> I like that. Is that a new one? Or did I miss that one? I like that one. You know what the Savage Lands are? Yeah. 21, 21, 21. Yeah, yeah, 20, no, no. That's what I'm like. That's good. The 21 Savage, savage you... and I got a song with me. It's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, folks. All righty. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is the For All Nerd Show. As always, thank you to all of our listeners, our subscribers, subscribers, <laughs> subscribers. Yeah. This is yeah, subscribers, something like that. Thank Marcus subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you to everyone. The numbers have been popping over on that SoundCloud. Make sure you're Woo. subscribed on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Any place where you find better podcasts at, we are there. Mm-hmm. I gotta. I do want to make another comment about the numbers being popping. I, okay. Y'all have actually listened to us and have been subscribing like, whoa. Y'all been telling your peoples like, whoa, and sharing it. I see it. We see it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to turn into a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, real quick. Oh, but no, it is definitely a geek podcast, and this has been one of the biggest weeks in geek Yo. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, biggest week in geek, biggest week in emo, biggest week in getting your feelings hurt left yes. and right. 
just all of it. Biggest yeah. weekend remembering that people scammed the community out of thousands <laughs> of Damn. dollars. We're trying to keep, trying to keep it happy. Keep it happy and levity. <laughs> a year ago to this day. Is it today? Ch- no, it was over the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Sunday it was, was the, the 20- day where. What's that, that 28th? Yeah, because that was the day where a bunch of folk in D.C. salvaged that weekend yes. and put on. I forgot the name Wick of the other. Comic Con. Wick, yeah, Wick yes. Comic Con. Where Wick, they Wick probably should have. It was like We Mean Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and salvage and I and I hope seriously I hope that the people who lost money on that and lost anything else get recompense whether monetarily or anywhere else and a pox on every digital <laughs> house <laughs> that dared scam people out their money and then blame them that's some supervillain shit that might be the best supervillain this what, week. what was it the non-existent non-existent yeah. shout they, out to the non-existent yo they they, they they called the community John Cena they said we can't, <laughs> we can't see you we can't see you but we see your money though oh. yeah. never forget yo theblackgeeks.com t-h-e-e blackgeeks.com if you don't know what I'm talking about and if you've been following for the last year you should know but they will it's outlined there what, what these charlatans did mm-hmm. snake oil salesmen well on a positive note shout <laughs> I'm positive that they stole money I know don't touch me 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 alright I'm po- done on but, a positive you know. note shout out to the Blurred Girl Geeks of Color and a whole bunch of people who came together to help salvage as you mentioned yes. the shit show and help make it possible that people can still come out who 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 had no choice but to come out but to whatever it took still have right whatever it takes still have fun it It definitely avenger that and made it work for them we need a revenge made it work for us we need the revengers (laughs) not not the prevengers no we need the prevengers i I want the time stone to not even go back just speed them up like find them we need the fine stone what Okay. Anyways, um turn your location on. Speaking of Avengers, as we said, this has been one of the most ridiculous weekends of all fandom. And that's because Avengers Endgame dropped. We as a team actually got to see it uh like four or five days early. Not that early. Four days. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It was four yeah. instead of five. Yeah. Big difference. But we got to see it four <laughs> days early and we kept our word to say that we were not gonna spoil a damn thing. And if you notice, we were very serious about it. In fact, we put up some attention notes to everybody on the socials to, to try to help keep you guys in line, try to help give you guys a sanctum away from all the madness. And as we we told y'all even the big media outlets were spoiling everything but not here for all nerds here we kept our mouth shut and now today we are here to kind of be ready to spoil it so i guess we put a spoiler alert right here spoiler alert spoiler yeah, alert if you're listening we are about to talk about in game i've now seen it twice have uh, you seen it twice jeff i only seen it once i saw it twice okay the second time i thought i was gonna make it through without balling Good I luck. failed. <laughs> I, I, I got crying. I got through a lot more of it without balling this time, but the um, yeah, I still balled. What? Right, here's the question: What was the first time you balled out for Endgame? Yeah, like during the movie. What was the first thing that made you cry? Whole third. The act. very beginning. Whole third. The very well. The, well, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, we know that. The yeah. whole third act, because yeah, I told y'all. The whole just tears, but Wild you said the sniffles in my ear. The yeah. first time, yeah. was the very first was, scene, was the, the very, very first Hawkeye? opening scene, yeah, with Hawkeye because I because 
At first, I was like, wait, what is they doing? And I said, no. Oh, I knew no, it was No, they're not going to they do it. They're not going to show it. The, the reason why, and, and I know we'll get into everything, but the reason why that was so tough on me was because, like, when people are Infinity Faded, at least when it happened in Infinity War, there was, like, backing tracks. There was some people talking. There was some type of noise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it just happened. Here, there was no music, no backing track, no speaking. It was silence. It was like literally not even, there wasn't even, there was barely a rustle of leaves when Mm -hmm. it happened. So for you, imagine you and I are talking right now. I turn my head. I hear nothing. I get no chimes, no indication of anything has changed. (laughs) Not the chimes. And I turn around and all I see is maybe the two bits of dust that, that I've been able to, you know, catch before you're gone. And then to then turn back around the other way, and the rest of my family is gone. Mm-hmm. Like that just and and then of course it was it involved children, and, and that just takes me out. Yeah. So really, the opening scene fucked me up, and then from there it was just downhill in terms of just crying. But it was uphill in terms of how much I felt into uh, just being involved emotionally in the film. Oh hell yeah. I think the first time for me was uh, Ant-Man. When Ant-Man finds uh, mm-hmm. Cassie. Oh, that took me out. I lost it. Yeah, when Ant-Man found Cassie, that I took me effing lost because it. She, and then she, because she was so much older, and yes, yeah. it was five years, but she was so much older. And so I Because all I thought in my head was, and yes, this is not the same, but I just thought of things like dads who get taken away from their kids, like dads yep. who's in jail. Like, yep. if you remember, Ant-Man was in jail for a yep. minute. So... Fathers that are taken away from their kids, and then like whole, literally whole life of their kid goes by, and then they show up, and the kids looking at them like, "You do exist." Mm-hmm. And again, maybe I was filling in the blanks in me for me mentally, but it, it just really messed up my soul. Oh no, that crushed me. That definitely, absolutely crushed me. That was the first time, uh, like Jeff said, a whole lot of the third act I spent balling. Yeah, Thor and his mom definitely crushed me absolutely. Oof, yeah, that, that's hard. To, yeah, that that was that was difficult. Long, long story short, we was crying through most of it. You telling I wasn't. me, not not Jeff. I'm okay, Ben and I were crying through most of it. And even the second time, you couldn't help it. Yeah. Why were you not crying, Jeff? I, I don't know. It just didn't hit me like that. I think the way I'm wired, when I'm able to prepare for a loss, I I absorb it a little differently. So, like I I registered the sadness, but it just didn't come out in tears. But the second time, when I went to watch it the second time, it was to listen, really listen to the characters and try to observe things that I didn't hear because our first theater was lit. Lit. Like, yes. it, it felt I like I was it. watching a basketball game, yes. Yes. playoffs. Yes. In the second theater, it was 10 a.m. on a Sunday, so it was kids. And um, and we're going to have to have an honest conversation about controlling your kids in the theater <laughs> at some point. Not now, but soon. We're going to have to have that honest conversation. But it was like older people and kids, and I felt like it was people who casually watch because yeah. there were scenes that happened that everybody was just like they didn't really react. Like it's that. like the glaring, the the obvious stuff to to cheer. They cheered, but the little stuff, yeah. they were just like. Ugh. Maybe so I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah. what got me the second time was at the end with the actual sign-offs from the cast uh, because oh yeah. it felt like an in-memoriam, yes. for, especially for the people that we lost. Yeah. And it was like when Tony came up, that's when I was like touching the side of my face, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but because um, it just hit me because I was like, damn, he's really gone. Yeah. He's really gone. Like there's like, no coming back. Like he's gone. Like, damn, he died for everybody. Like that shit hit me. But I wasn't really... 
like crying at the other scenes. I don't Shit. I don't remember the last movie I've <laughs> I've like bawled out cried in. I, 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 I don't know. Nah. The nah. last movie I cried out I never really I don't think I've ever really bawled out in a movie. The last like movie that. I cried out like that was like a Pixar movie. And yeah, it was, I and mean it was those, like, them motherfuckers every time. It was I None think, of them? Nah. You ain't crying up. up. What's not up? Up or the emotional? What's the one about the emotions? Inside um, out. Inside out. Oh, I was crying. Man. I was on a plane crying. Inside out is an asshole. A, is a car, is an animation. I, yeah. I've read Inside the goddamn out. script. I've never. I, I have to get around to seeing up. I've never seen. Up. Oh, that'll hurt. That's but I've heard. I've heard up hurts. <laughs> up, up. I've heard up hurts. Top ten hurt. Ruthless. Top I've ten heard hurts. Up hurt. And um, I've never seen Inside Out. Inside so. Out hurt. I read and I was, that one and that made me. That, that shit I had a few tears. Oh, the, 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 you read. Yeah, the, I read the script and I, uh, I still haven't seen it, but I read the script and it got me a couple times. Yeah. So as you mentioned, just overall crying and then crying again, even through the second viewing, which means it still held weight in terms of the intensity of the emotion for you. Yes. What were your favorite moment or your favorite moment from it? My one number one favorite moment. Yep. Was when they was on the battlefield with Thanos, and it looked like, of course, Cap was going to square up by his damn self. But then every motherfucking person in the MCU, and probably people we ain't never even seen in the cut. Wong. Appeared. Wong. <laughs> when them, when them circles, or whatever you want to call them, when them portals started appearing, and every motherfucker walked out. And then to challenge, when my peoples, when my black peoples walked out, I had a fit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was that one, you know that that what's that old school commercial where the guy's crying that one tear rolls down? It was like that, and then my entire face just went just completely filled with tears. It was it was that was my favorite because it was just the culmination of everything, and just to see so much madness and love and energy on screen at once, I I couldn't. That's what it was. It was overwhelming in terms of energy. Can we talk about how? Like I was talking to somebody, I can't remember who it was. But we were talking about how Anthony Mackie never had his real big moment. We were like, oh. Yeah. And, I mean, that still wasn't his big moment. But that, that was. But that an, on your left, like his on oh, your left was. That hit different. Hit different. That yeah. hit different. Yeah, that hit different on yeah. your left. What that your, hit different. What was your favorite scene? Ooh. Black Widow I, dying. No, I'm talking ah! Lord of mercy, <laughs> Jesus, no. No, um, God, there's a few. But I, I think on second viewing, the one that got me again was um, motherfucking I Am Iron Man. Mm. Like, to- like, like, I wrote in my review, like, Iron Man is like the first comic that I remember reading um, back in the day. That was like one of my favorite comics. Like, Tony, when he got shot and paralyzed, all that whole run, the armor wars, all that stuff was like some of my favorite shit growing up. So Iron Man's always been one of my favorites. And then, you know, the movie was the first one. And, you know, you just see how Robert Downey has just owned this role throughout all these films. And just that moment of like, nigga, you thought. Yep. You know, like that was like, you know, and the second time I saw it, it was even more. Because Thanos was like, got y'all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's like, I'm inv- inevitable. I got the gems now. Got y'all. Snaps and everything. <laughs> I'm the captain now. And then it comes back to Tony, and he's just sitting there, and he's like, you inevitable, but I am Iron Man. And that shit forms up around the gems, and I'm just like, and that motherfucker, no hesitation, like, I can just hear you screaming. Fuck out of Screaming, dog. Oh. I didn't see it in the same theater with y'all. I, it was 10 a.m. on yeah. that Tuesday morning, 
And I was in there. Shout out to the, my homie who I met that day, Rendy. Rendy's Reviews. Young kid mm. sitting next to me. He, Rendy'sReviews.com. Young black kid sitting next to me. And we are going off in that theater, just screaming, <laughs> jumping out of our seats. But yeah, the, it, both times that moment, like, I am Iron Man. So like, I'm Iron Man and having his affinity gem slash stone yeah. slash oh. Game of Stones. What about you, Jeff? What was your favorite part? I only got two words for you. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Hail Hydra. That, because that oof. scene, mind you... <laughs> I got misdirected mm-hmm. because once I see Captain America in an elevator, right. I geared up. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I was right. like, we back? Yeah. We back? <laughs> and and when he was like, it's all right, and he leaned, yes. mind you, I had my 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 Kydra cap shirt on. Yes, nice. he did. And, and he leans over and he says it. Yeah. And I was like, oh! I was like, yo! Like, I stood up. I was like, yeah. And then he walks away smiling like, yeah, yeah got you, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, that was, that was, there were so many scenes. But for me, because I love Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I love that elevator scene. Yes. And I just thought, I was like, damn, Cap is really going to go at it again. No way. And it, it was set up I was sure the exact was. same way. Yeah. Like it all was the in the movie. All the same dudes, all that. And, and I think if anything, this what this movie does better than I've ever seen is it gives legitimate fan service that pays off and that doesn't compromise the story and is isn't cheap mm-hmm. like uh, and, and you know this is a bigger discussion about people criticizing fan service when this is an 11 year investment mm-hmm. it's 22 23 films hell yeah you're going to give fan service and i think you use fan service as a pejorative and I don't know why, but when it's clear when you do stuff that's gratuitous versus we're literally taking a, a this is your life look at the MCU. And for someone like me who reads comics, who watches all the movies and who, who's been invested in this point really since 2008 and I didn't even know it. Yeah, we they made that movie with those payoffs in mind mm-hmm. and everyone got to shine all those moments mattered and it made you remember why you loved those movies in the first place even for something like Thor the Dark World where they elevated the storytelling <laughs> in Thor the Dark World just by giving those scenes with Freya yeah, yeah. like that's it's ill to me and I don't know like I, I think people need to to calm down a bit when they talk about oh fan service is horrible blah 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 you can make an argument that that's what comic books are mm. <laughs> You yeah, can make you can point. make a strong argument that that is what comic books are like. That's what that's what writing is like. You're not right. Like at some point you're writing for yourself, mm-hmm. but when fans like something and you're giving them it within within the confines of great storytelling, it's a win win. So I, I think that's something that this movie did throughout the course. Where for someone like me, it was a major payoff. Now, there's definitely, I've seen some people beyond just the fan service complaints. Some people have had some complaints about the time travel. Does it stand up? We can get into it. I mean, the the questions that we have. Yeah, yeah, some of the questions like, what is really up with Captain America at the end of the movie? What happened there? Yeah. I don't know. All right, now, now, now there's two prevailing theories that I've seen as to what happens at the end of um, Endgame. And one is that Captain America 
goes back in time, puts all the stones back, puts right. Thor's hammers back, etc. Then goes to like an alternate timeline and lives out his whole life with Peggy Carter. And then and then re- and then at that exact moment returns to our timeline. When to, you say returns, he just walked up there, or how? When, that's, that's the that's my question. When you say returns, he still how had he that return? wristwatch thing. Uh, he's with Peggy Carter. She's director of Shield in this alternative timeline. Mm-hmm. They build a time machine. Whatever. Who knows? He gets boom. Okay. All right. The other theory is that he goes back into does the same as that stuff, but he lives out his life in the same timeline that we know of. Which is why I thought it was. He marries Peggy. He's the man that she says when she meets Cap as an old woman, that she says, I married someone you saved. He's that person. He hides his whole life away, doesn't do anything because he knows how everything is going to work out anyway. He doesn't feel it could be better. That one's mad hard for me to swallow. Why is that one hard? Because oh. even though Cap in this film definitely starts saying about how he's tired of war and everything else, and he's lived through shit that no one would live through, and you know his, it would change your philosophy, it's tough to imagine a Cap who can go back in time and know that Bucky is captured by the Russians, mm-hmm. know that Peggy Carter is working for a shield that's infected with Hydra, and just stand by, even though he knows, well, in the end, this is all yeah. going to work out. I mean, that, that to me, I, <laughs> I, I argue that because that's the essence of Captain America. Why would you, when, when you have the knowledge, and this is the thing about... Yeah. Me watching it twice, mm-hmm. my specific second watch was to, for time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was to figure out time and all of that. It's tough. First of all, I don't think it is. Like, I, when I watch the second time, yeah. I don't really think it is. So here's my thing. Time travel as a medium in in every type of storytelling is fucked. Yes. It's, it's they always made, something. They it's legit made a mockery out of time travel by mocking every other movie that had time travel in it, right? Yep. yep. Here's what, as somebody who's a Flash fan, <laughs> and, and and when you talk about fucking up time that man has a PhD, right? Mm-hmm. But all I ask is that you stay within the parameters of the rules that you set, yeah. right? So the rule that they set was the Infinity Stones govern the timeline basically let's let's go at a high level that's what the ancient one said yes the infinity stones govern the timeline so when you remove when you remove an infinity stone you're creating an alternate branch so for example when you take the time stone out of 2012 yeah whatever year it was if there's a horde of myth myth, mythical or mystical beasts that she would have been able to repel with the time stone she won't be able to do it she dies Morgan Le Fay takes over yes. the, the world, yep. and 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 that create. That's why she says my timeline is going to be fucked up, yep. but yours is going to be fine. Yeah. So that's one that they established. The second one was that your past becomes your your future, and mm-hmm. your present becomes your past. So that's why you can't go back and kill Hitler because you're creating a whole alternate universe, yes. not the one that you said. So that's what they established, right? So we go back to Cap. I believe, I believe he went back. He returned. He he made everything right. Yeah. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And I have something else to say on that. But just, he made everything too. that he can right. And then he went back. I I think that that to me personally, I think that's what the theory was. I I lean on the second one that he went back. He's actually because I actually there was a um shout out to uh the Heat Vision blog. They yeah. wrote an article on it where, um, I can't remember the author's name, I apologize, but she wrote out how, and I, this was something I was I was rocking with, but she wrote it out. Basically saying how, we we know she was married 
Yes. We never see the husband. Yes. We don't know who the husband is. Yes. She's yeah. a she's a spy to begin with. Yes. So it could possibly have been him, mm-hmm. which goes to a whole nother thing about how the time is a loop. Yes. So yes. He, he becomes her husband. Yes. So I can believe that. On the other end, the Russo brothers just did an EW interview. Yep. And they basically said, Cap goes back, how did he come back to this reality? Mm. So it's almost like they're alluding to him being go, go, that creating guy. an alternate reality by yeah. going back and, and staying with her. Now, that could be a whole bunch of misdirection or whatever have you. You ask me, I think I think he did everything he could to re- repair it, went back right after he went into the ice yep. and lived out his life with her, knowing that there's multiple versions of him that are going to pop up sometime in the future yep. and let it run its course because yeah. in 2023 everything's going to be as it was. Yeah. Yeah. I had a question. Okay. That was part of Cap's journey to put everything back the way it was in terms yeah. of the stones. Um, the soul stone. How do you get it back? How exactly do you put it back? Because it's 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 literally made up of a soul. It's made up of a person who, who sacrifices themselves or whatever the case may be, or if someone gets sacrificed. Um, how exactly do you put them back? Because you don't get the person back. You don't get their soul back. No. And when when the other person who's retrieving the the gem, as we saw with both Hawkeye and Thanos, when they, they wake up, I assume, inside the gem, or they wake up in some other... No, they're still on Vormir. They're on Vormir. Okay, they yeah. wake up somewhere on Vormir. In a, and they, in a lake, let's yeah. say, and they have this gem in their hand. Where exactly do you return it? Do you go back to Red Skull? Do you... Where is this lake? Like, where... How, how do you return it? Do you just drop it back on the planet and say peace out? Like, I don't understand. I think any of those work. You know, yeah, I, they never really established. Yeah, and I, I don't. I think it's like kind of one of them things. I, I would love to see Cap, you know, meet Red Skull and give it back to him. Yes, like, yeah. ah, I, I think that would be you, cool. Why, why don't you sit? First? Like, does he? Does he like put it? Put like, does he it gingerly put it in Red Skull's <laughs> hand and close his fingers yeah. around yeah, it? Yeah, why don't you hold on to this? Well, they're gonna have to have a conversation first. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, fam, when did you become the Specter? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Damn, but, um, fam. Yeah, I, I will say it didn't work out for you. From just looking looking at it from a comic perspective, the Soul Stone has its own a whole world in it. Yeah, so this world, is why I thought world, people woke up a, in wor- it, but, a world yeah. full of of souls. Yeah. yeah, so I think Gamora and Black Widow are in there, right? right? So yeah. I think it's just like yo, literally. Yo, we don't need it. Like, yeah. Yo, hold yeah, that. Like, up, yeah. like, this is not the so dollar store. You can't just no, return just saying, it. Yeah, but, that's but how I feel can't, it is. Why can't you? It's like once you've used it, you so, paid the debt. It just seems, right. yeah. The only reason why it's question, it was questionable for me because it's just for all this energy and thought that you have to put to make it happen, to make this stone get created, then just to come back and be like, oh, I'm dropping this off. I'm returning. Here's my receipt. Like, yeah. No, you don't, that's you know, so, you don't even know. Either that receipt. or maybe that it, since it's created. It's one of two things, I think. Either since it's created Red Skull holds it down so the next person mm-hmm. doesn't have to pay the debt or it goes back to wherever no, yeah. the essence and you got to pay, pay the, the debt, debt again. every time. So so ideally you would want to create the soul stone and then keep it away from Vormir yeah. so that you nobody has to pay that debt again. But there but those those debts are all in the stone or all have been paid. Yeah, and I think it, I think eventually it would go back to Vormir no matter what and you're going to have to go there like and it pay just, the debt. Like it reses itself and just goes back yeah, to Vormir. Yeah, okay. Right. And I think you just got to okay. pay the debt and because Stroll is someone who had no love in his life at all, that's why he could never take it. And so, there we go. 
Um, yeah, I think those are like the main things. I definitely saw, of course, and I knew this as soon as I saw it. I saw some people were going to hate on the changes to Thor, hate on the changes to Hulk. People hated on that? Oh, uh, we'll get into that. There's some of that in the Geekly Asked Questions. Lord Jesus. Um, if you have anything else to ask us about in game, anything at all, you can always hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com. I'm sure we'll be talking about this more probably in this episode. But for right now, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more. Sure. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School. And when I'm not directing, writing, and producing and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from allhiphop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture. I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly Robbins-Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness, and when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerds show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerd Show. We are talking in-game and all kind of other things. As always, make sure you hit us up, patreon.com slash forallnerds. And thank you to the fan fam over there supporting us at patreon.com. Thank you to everyone. Your support is greatly appreciated. We got new tiers. Everything worked out. No more five racks. So is that <laughs> The anniversary celebration. That's a, Scam anniversary. Yeah, so we took it down. No more. No, no more. more. Yeah. 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 Right. Jeff is not right. for sale. R.I.P. in peace. Yeah. Yep. Rest in power to the five rat tier. Yeah. But you can still contribute patreon.com slash for all nerds. And at a certain tier, you can ask a geekly asked question. Guaranteed to get asked on the show. For life. The guac is extra. The Geek Winley Ask Questions. The Guac is extra, where we answer any and all question. And if you send in to Patreon.com, like I just said, guaranteed. Yes. And to prove it, we have our Patreon questions. What do we have first? Yes. Up first comes from Scriberisms, a.k.a. Ratchet and Dank, a.k.a. <gasps> yoga, yoga Flock of Flame, a.k.a. Okay. Your Shimitsu. Back again with another question. If you had the power to create For All Nerds HQ in any location, fictional or real, where would you choose? Also, when is the next time y'all are coming down to the DMV? Much love. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely be there homecoming. I'm not sure about before. Damn, then. he said see you in October, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, you know. I might make it down there before then. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, for All Nerds HQ, so we can have our own Stark Tower where we put a For All Nerds Tower fan tower. Fictional or real? I mean, Wakanda's the easy choice. Right. Yeah. Zamunda. You know. Um, I mean, New York is... Pretty lit, you know. Pretty, yeah. like, the main epicenter of everything, so... 
Yeah. Where I, else yeah. would we put it yeah, besides, like you said, Wakanda or something? Dark side of the moon. Nah. <laughs> I ain't going <laughs> to that. that. That's too, it's just too, that's like, you know, shit could just go bad. You know, <laughs> like you on the moon, you know. <laughs> As opposed to staying in New York where every superhero resides and every superhero building comes to attack. Yeah, but yeah. we just talking right Galactus now. Galactus has an Airbnb in New York <laughs> and he comes through. It's like, yo, hear this, hear this nigga. <laughs> yeah, I once stayed in Wyclef John's Airbnb. Oh, I remember this story. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. y'all gotta hear this one day. Maybe you'll hear it on Patreon. Maybe. Um, I could uh, tell that one. It's, it you'll involves, tell that one. It involves deepness and how I almost. Sto- oh, yeah, let's leave that. Oh, that's definitely. <laughs> oh, that's definitely Patreon exclusive. Patreon.com has four nerds. Oh, I'm totally filming that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the answer is we ain't moving, bro. Uh, next question comes from F. Excuse me, Seven Patches, aka Dungeons and Dragon, aka Can You Stand the Reigns of Castamere? You are all offered five stacks, but to claim it, you have to be able to beat the rest of the fan crew in a challenge of your choice. What's your game? What do you challenge them to? Street Fighter 2, I'm inviting you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I challenge Ben to Tech. <laughs> DJ Ben on me versus Tech. <laughs> tech always wins. <laughs> tech support. <laughs> Oh my God. You know what's crazy though? <laughs> you know what the worst thing is? Amongst my crew from Howard, I'm known as the IT guy. Like, I am wow. the IT guy amongst my crew. No, Benamine ain't. Yeah, I know. When it that's... comes to IT, oh I'm the one God. and Benamine is not it. Like, amongst so... DJs, even, I'm known as the IT. Jesus. Well, DJ and music related, sure, but like, can you set up, I don't know, a pop email address? <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that See? is. <laughs> he said, I thought you was talking about soda. Yeah. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Yeah, but I'll whoop that ass in Street Fighter 2. Let's go. Any day. All right. I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'll I'm anybody. My challenge would be tech support on any motherfucking thing. Right. Your challenge would be Street Fighter. What's your challenge? Taboo. Oh. Come get this. I'm Come actually really good work. at Taboo. Come get this work. Which one is Taboo? The That's one you flip the card and everybody argues? No. <laughs> Every is that accurate? Is that accurate? That's, that's not the, like every game. You flip that's the like card. Every game black people play. You flip the card and you can't say certain words. And you, I gotta try mm. to make you guess. Yes. Without gestures. Yes. For yes. you uncultured, unwashed swine. Yes. That be talking about yo. You move your hand and it's a thing. <laughs> Millie Rock. Yo, he just did the Millie Rock. <laughs> yo, that's not. No, you're not getting that point. Yeah. Then you gotta turn. You gotta turn the um the hourglass to the side. Now, time out. Time out. Turn the hourglass to the side. Now, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yo, y'all, no gestures from this point forward. Yeah, you're really not supposed to gesture. No. Y'all. Like that's I just be chicken. waiting for the first person to gesture so that I can turn the thing sideways and be like, I right, from this point forward, no more gestures. That I'm waiting for that because. They can never hold it, man. Come, but can we get this work in taboo or spades? Either way, we arguing. Yeah, that's definite. All right. Um, thank you. That was a good answer. Yeah. All right. The next question, uh, I don't know who it's from. I don't see they're, f- they're from. But the question goes, I absolutely love this show. Please keep representing the culture and creating spaces like this, literally for all nerds, and particularly black nerds and nerds of color. My AKAs are... The Hand of the Kingpin, Miles Molasses, Vision of a Scarlet Snitch, The King of the Fourth Wall, The Clown Prince of Rhymes, The Stigma of Enigma, One Stunt Man, and Static Slight Shock. Did any of those hit for anybody? Oh, oh, they're both on their phones. I'm sorry. 
Miles Molasses was 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 um, respectable. The king of the fourth wall. I'm not mad at. Uh, this is actually from Stefan Weathers. Okay. Yes. The question is: Are how many? Okay, we already said about emotions of Endgame. Um, they asked us how how our emotions of Endgame. We just talked about that. What was the moment that had you literally jumping out of your seat? And did anyone else LOL when Thanos got Infinity faded? Yo, the first time in the first theater, motherfuckers clapped. When he got faded yeah, off, I, I felt. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of rough. I felt bad what? for they, the little, for they, the big they, homie. They cut off, they killed niggas, they cut off niggas' arm when he was making breakfast. Like fuck that. Right, I felt, I felt bad for the big homie throughout this movie. Yo, Thanos fuck sat that. down. I they felt know, bad for that nigga. Fuck they know, that. papaya. Thanos swear he's me <laughs> when he comes home from work after a long commute. Thanos sat down like. <laughs> I take off my boots. That nigga was in there making Maduro. These niggas snap their fingers. I'm about to fade away. It's stressful. <laughs> I gotta go to work in the morning. Still, I'm gonna be faded. I'm gonna be go to work. How am I gonna go to work? I'm dust. That nigga stressed. I love when he. I love when he got to the planet the first time. He was like, you know, he's like, go find them. He's like, what were you And do? he sat down. Wait. Wait. I was like, this nigga here. He was tired. He ain't talking that. Yo, Thanos definitely a Caribbean pop. So he's the one that call you for the remote. And it's right there. And it's like, yo, go get it, fam. Like, you don't got no stones yet, my G. Like, go get go get it yourself. Um. Yeah, so we talked about what jumped out of our seat. I, I didn't LOL. I when people clapped, I was like, "Word, like you, you, y'all way. disrespectful bastards!" <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful. He lost. He can't do nothing to me now. I, I, it ain't about that. It's like show some respect to the big homie. I'm not gonna respect. lie. Yes, he he eliminated half of all life in the universe. My you want man, me to respect my man. My no. man put his mind to something and accomplished the goal. Wow. Put you know, put some respect on I mean, it. Twisted I mean, mind. Of DJ Ben Amin comes. I mean that that's better than the Night King. There we go. Let, let's keep it 100. Uh, you know, like, you talk about people who accomplish their mission. There we go. You accomplish it. You know? You know what I'm saying? But I will say um, it's Arya Stark at the top of the power rankings and yes. everybody else. When you talk about getting me to jump out my seat, I think the elevator let me jump out my seat. I thought I saw a Game 7 game-winning <laughs> shot. The shot heard around the world. I was like, damn. Oh, shit. She got him. <laughs> yep. Oh, Let's go! Let's go! I woke up the entire island of Long. <laughs> I woke the up Isle the entire Long. island, bro. Long Island. Um, yeah. So first of all, fuck Thanos. Okay? God damn! To his face. No, no. All disrespect. Anyway, that was something. Uh, real quick though, on Endgame, I saw somebody else complaining about that today. They were talking about how because that was the 2014 Thanos that they fought at the end, yeah. it doesn't really have the emotional impact of them fighting the nah, same Thanos. No. He was fighting Thanos a bunch of washed people. He was fighting 2023 versions of, of the of the heroes. Yeah, no, but they were just saying it doesn't have the emotional impact of them fighting, like, you know, of fighting the Thanos who snapped out the No, the only, no, to me, honestly, I thought the opposite. I didn't have the emotional impact when fucking Thor came in and beheaded my guy. I mean, that was because it was too late. But, it was, but yeah. also, it happened so fast without fanfare. Yeah. It was just like, chop. Yeah. So, no, that, I didn't have emotional fanfare. When but anyway. they showed it on the on, on Nebula's view screen. Yeah. Yo, I was, was like, like, yo, oh. they went there. Like. And my man was unfazed. He said, and that is just <laughs> right. fulfilled. Right. Yo, he's just like, it is what it is. Right. Yo, he it is what it is watching himself die. You didn't connect with his evil? Man, come on. See, I don't, that, to me, that's not evil. To me, the man had a goal and accomplished it. And just like you said, that's my destiny. For I, I don't. I don't consider 
he wants ne- nihilism ben- benevolent so i, I, I don't mean, know, you know it's, uh, depends on what I, side I don't of it you're on i mean i don't want to save the world all right so when we start um saving the 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 planet with green green energy and shit by lining up everybody and killing them i hope you're first to say yo fuck this planet Let, let's make the planet a better place take me take me ben, I mean, if i'm guaranteed everybody else drove with me what? <laughs> All right, yo. Well, what's the next? What's the next question? Can we, can we go to the next question? Can we go to the next question? I don't want to save the world. I just want to turn everybody into dinosaurs. That's that dumb shit. That's that logic. Anyway, so well. Wow. Okay. Next question. Next question comes from eighty six. Remember when they asked us like, "What would happen if you got the Infinity Gauntlet?" And I was like, "Y'all don't." And you want would say that? that dumb shit. Yeah. You, and I was like, "Y'all don't want that." And that. Ben I mean is a villain. Next question comes from 86 Till Linfinity. They write, Hello. With Endgame in theaters and the return of Game of Thrones on HBO, the spoiler virus seems to be spreading everywhere. If Black Mirror were to focus on an episode on the culture of spoilers, <laughs> how do you think it would play out? Thanks. Okay, before we get into the question. Yeah, before we get into the question, I, I got one. Wait, before we get into I got one. Watch how you answer this though. Yeah, watch how you hold on. Look, if hold you on. got one, write it down. And let's Hold talk. on, let me, let me, before oh, we get there, shit. before we get there, I want to put this a great question, Lin, Fan, Lin Sanity, and I, I, I will pay you when me. I steal your idea for this you question. You almost got me. Okay. No, yeah, because actually, technically, Wait, y'all talking it over stops me. with her. Y'all talking over yeah. me. You All just right. talked over us to talk over us. <laughs> and I'm talking over you to talk over me. I'm talking over me. Okay, no, let me say this before we get into the question. Yes. I need to set a, a, a disclaimer right here. You cannot spoil live TV. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. With the advent of Twitter and the advent, uh, and from Twitter, the advent of live tweeting, this has been established for 10 years yeah, now that when you're watching live TV, such as games, award shows, and, and, and must-watch TV, if you're online during it and you don't plan on watching it, you are going to be spoiled, period, with a T at the end. It is completely different than you going out of your way, going separately to go see a movie that people see on their own time, and then have to come back to the platform or Twitter to talk about. So I completely reject the idea that you uh, can spoil live TV. So there, if, if you felt spoiled, your ass shouldn't have been online. That's all yeah. I want to say. When it comes to live TV, I will agree with that because at this point, we've been in Twitter over 10 years, right? So you got to set up, You if you're going to be on Twitter like that, <clears throat> you got to set up your filters. You got to you gotta do all that. If you... If you m- Absolutely must be on, Why be on while the show is on or even before you're going to see it. Now, what I will say is IG doesn't allow the same latitude. So if you yeah, go on Instagram, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. Um, But with the movies, I don't know, man. I just feel like a lot of these people don't have friends in real life. They don't. They don't have friends. It's either they don't have friends or they they revel in being a dickhead on on social Both. and wanting to and wanting to spoil movies. I always say you got the weekend. To me, you got the weekend. But for something like Endgame, because people have been waiting for so long. I personally would give a little bit more. Like, I might engage in conversation, but I'm not trying to drop yeah. major spoilers. But, but yeah, man, like, you got to understand, this is this weekend is probably the last weekend of major appointment TV talking about a, a, a moment 
that we're going to see for a while right. with Endgame, the culmination of 11 years, with Game of Thrones being in its final season where this battle, this battle is eight years in the making. Mm-hmm. It's it it's more or less this battle is around the same time period or longer than we've been waiting for Endgame. Because I think we saw, did we see Thanos at the end of Avengers? Yes. Yeah. Right. So pound for pound, we've been waiting for the the the, the long night longer than Thanos. So the, the anticipation, the the importance, the significance of it, the fact that everybody. Yo, if you got spoiled by Game of Thrones, yo, oh well, too bad. So sad. Fifty million people watched that. That was shit. your fault. That's your fault. But Avengers was something totally different, two different mediums. But this is something that, like, we really, we really should revel in, man. Like, we see this in terms of pop culture. We're not gonna see a weekend like this. Yeah. This is the end game of Thrones, a legit the end game of Thrones, and we're not gonna see anything like that. So I think that's something to take in consideration when you wanna spoil. Show right. title right there. Yep. Um, guess we're not answering that question. <laughs> we did answer that. Yeah. Yeah, I answer, I, now, I don't do it. it. Don't do it. That's well, intellectual property. That we, is IP, though. You, well, this show is copywritten. Uh, it's, no, it ain't. Not like that. Trust thank me. you for thank you for telling them that it isn't. When I told them that it is, so that we could <laughs> we could at least have a level of. This is a I, recording. I, I'm just, I, Technically, I'm, it is. I'm, it ain't worth. It it's ain't digital wor- property. It ain't worth battling through lawsuits when you've already lost the you know treatment to somebody else. Don't give away good ideas. I mean, but at the same time, then we would have to give her money or him money. Yeah, that's the point. Well, we already stole it. <laughs> it's already stolen. It's a, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. Like, it is what it is. Like, at this point, I mean, you know, but but I am of the of the opinion that you should not give away your good ideas. Yes. And I, something did pop into my head. Maybe I'll give it a little. Yeah, not him because yeah. Maybe I'll give it a you, little. You have you have your your door into Hollywood right here. Yep. Um, I have to d- d- dive into the deep dark recesses of my mind to think of a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> but Jesus. you know, you're asking me to like turn into the Reverse Flash right now. Like my eyes just go black, like <laughs> Uncle Charles black. Oh. Oh God. All right. Next question comes from Rick. Like Tony. Next question wow. comes from Rick Ta- Rick Tages. They write, now that Endgame is out, what do you make of how Captain Marvel Captain Marvel was thrown in the mix? I feel like she just popped up and the characters acted like they were aware of all backstory we got in her solo movie, except for Peter, who introduced himself to her. Do you think these characters got the necessary context of who she was off screen or is this a plot hole? Uh, also, how the heck did Carol know who they were? Um... I, that, that last part, she knew. I just feel like the like retagers. I don't know, you know, where where you're coming from, yeah. but I feel like Carol and Captain yeah. Marvel gets hate constantly, just for no fucking reason. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Retagus is coming. I don't think he's hating. He's yeah, just asking a question. But then it's like these questions only seem to get asked about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. But yeah. to answer the question, let's see. Do you, how did he? Know, the question going backwards. How did she know who they were? I think she was still around. Okay, this is what p- people have figured out. Most people have figured out already. Uh, the end game scene of, I mean, the end scene of Captain Marvel where she shows up and says, where's Fury? Yeah. Happens before everything that we see in Endgame. So she shows up yes. on Earth after getting the beep, says, where's Fury? They're like, he's dead. Uh, Tony Stark is in space. Can you go grab him real quick? Right. She's like, cool, go grab Tony Stark, and then the movie proceeds from there. So that's how she knows who they were. Uh, I'm sure she's talked to Fury in the intervening years and has been informed of the existence of the Avengers. Yeah. Like- and she's not going to know the people who were snapped. Yeah. 
She's not going to know. Yeah, you're yeah. right. She doesn't know them, but they've had five years to bond with the survivors. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, she, cause, like, cause it was clear that they had an open dialogue with her. Everybody caught yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Like, like fam. But, the movie was set in the 90s. And, she went away. She came back because she got the distress signal. She went to go get Tony. They killed Thanos. And five years, years went by. Yes. So I think in those five years, she read a follow to. There's even a hint that they're going to... Um, route that they go in the comments where her and Rhodey have a romance because she gives Rhodey the good luck and you know when they're talking through the hologram screen she gives him a specific like good luck and there's kind of a look between them because in the comments, Rhodey and Carol definitely right. are item. And then overall, just how do you make up how Captain Marvel is thrown in the mix? It's fucking awesome, man. I, like I say, I feel like these questions only come up for Captain Marvel. Mm. You know, like during um, I, we we were highlight I highlighted the casting director Sarah Finn of the yes, MCU, yes. and I said that she deserves every fucking award. And of course, one person had to say, except for Brie Larson. And I'm like, the movie made a billion dollars. I think that this is a woman-led thing. Yeah, and and then uh, even today on Facebook, a good friend of mine was talking about how Captain Marvel led the feminism destruction of the alpha male or some mess. Oh, he's a meninist. He's one of the meninists. And I'm like, dude, I didn't know. I didn't know they were until today. I was like, wow, that's real. Yeah, I mean, it's not real, but those. I didn't know that person. My (laughs) friend was one of them, and I was like, dog, there's 21, 22 Marvel movies. 21 of them were led by men. You really think Captain Marvel suddenly destroyed, you know, the fact that... Did y'all think that end scene with the, all the women teaming up was pandering? No. I, well, see, listen, now, <laughs> now, that actually could go both ways. Yep. Because for someone who's uninformed or di- doesn't know that the comic book ties to that, yes, it can de- potentially come off as pandering. Because all of a sudden, why y'all, y'all, all these movies, y'all never did that before, but now you're doing that before. However... That's also called A Force and some other stuff. So I even I even go another route though with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's pandering because this is something that um this is the problem, right? When the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, you have the three sixty circular shot that everybody loves to death. It's five dudes, all them white, one woman. Nobody considers that pandering to men. You know, it's like we because we see these images so much, we're used to them. Somebody else made the point about how men's power fantasies are played out on screen so much that we it doesn't even you know it doesn't even register with us anymore because we get it every time so when you see all the women gather and there was spider-man in there too they were they were the one man the one man see once it was the reversal of fortune it's it's all the women and one man and suddenly it's pandering yeah but that's what people don't get and it's just like when people talk about social justice warriors and all this stuff it's like who's you know, what social issue are you mad about? Why do you think, why is it that when it's social justice warriors, why is that an insult? Because it's because they're protecting or attacking something that they don't like, you know, that they want to keep the way it was. They're, protect, they're, they're attacking the status quo. The status quo. Or, or they feel like it's not done in a natural way, right? But see, yeah. So, so my question is, it's always how natural. do you do it so what's where natural? it would seem natural? So to me, that's that's um, subliminally saying you don't feel like women would team up yes, in that way. Yes, that's what you're saying. Right. Now, if you ask me, why did she need the cover when she's Captain Freaking Marvel? It could have just, well, took, you see, it could have just, it could have just covered. But so I get that. So from a, uh, from, no. a from a from a from a story perspective, yeah. just from a story perspective, I'm like, they just held her the girl down until they they cleared a a, a little way. It was just like, I right, Carol, you got yeah. this, right. right? Right. But but even when I thought about it, 
I was like, oh, they hashtag they gonna be mad. That's the oh, first thing I thought. Yep. But then, but then to your point, it was jarring because mm-hmm. I was like, damn, all these women teaming up. Uh, I was like, okay, they gave the nod to women, no, no doubt. But then I had to like keep thinking about it because we're all programmed by white supremacy, yeah. by massage, by patriarchy. patriarchy. We are programmed by that. Like, and it's not diminishing your value. I did not lose a grade from alpha male to beta male by stating the obvious. It's just the way the world works. Mm-hmm. We were built on systems and we're influenced by systems. So for me to see that, because we don't see it a lot, yep. it was jarring to yes. me. But then I thought about it and I said, when a bunch of dudes, superheroes, team up to go do something or they form on a location and they and they link up and they go and attack we don't say we don't say, don't like, say anything. Oh, yeah. that's crazy like, oh, I see that shot I see what they're doing but when the women did it I liked it because they literally all formed on the position when she got it like yo Y'all, we got it. We got it from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was cool. And I just think that it's a it's an excuse. Because I even saw people complaining about how Black Widow and Gamora had to die for the Soul Stone. And I do kind of feel and, that. And, 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 it, and it's um, two women yeah. or whatever the case may be. But then I'm like, all right, if we're going to tell these stories and they, these are the interconnecting stories and they're based on source material and they do all of that, yes, you can clean it up. But... I don't see how it could be anyone else other than Gamora. And, well, and Gamora made sense. Um, Natasha, Natasha, going, the explanation yeah, for Natasha killed. didn't make sense. Now, yeah. what do you mean? The, the, oh, the, the, they asked the Russos. Well, did they ask the Russos? Yeah, they asked the Russos why did they choose Natasha, and they really came up with this bullshit excuse. Basically, like I can't even explain it because it was a roundabout excuse. It was a circular reference into itself, and I'm like. That doesn't make any so sense. What, what? They 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 were like, well, she doesn't in more words. She doesn't have a family, and this is something she wants to do for Clint, and da 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 da. Like it was bullshit. Like when you read it all out, and I apologize if it wasn't the Russos who said it, but people connected to the movie, whether they were part of the writing, directing, which is it might have been the, the screenplay dudes. The point is that's what they're yes, the screenplay dudes. The, the point is they said that, and and when you read it, when you really sit there and read it through, it's like this doesn't make sense. Like it, it's no real reason. No one has a real reason why they chose Natasha it was kind of like well you got the short end of the stick so do you think it would have been better if Hawkeye died versus no, Natasha I don't think, no no no, no don't that. get me wrong personally yeah. I don't care that she died I mean it's just one of I'm just saying their reasoning like, was bullshit they knew Nebula knew what, what, what the sacrifice was right you knew at that point like you said five years they've, they've had time to talk about this shit so whoever they sent for the Soul Stone they well, know somebody gotta die they knew that she died but they didn't know she had to, to die. die yeah, yeah so that's maybe why, because, Nebula didn't know cause I'm like why did you send them Scott I definitely called not it. Yeah. And he, and he ain't been around. That's when you know you got that sixth sense. When people say certain shit and you like, oh no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. We go wait. I'm going with Cap and Tony to I'm going to 2012. Yeah. Nope. I don't want no, oh, y'all want a space? Yeah, he yeah, said not it. Yo, when he called not it, I was like, yo, you have that woke sixth sense yep. where you're like, where you just know something feels funny style and then when them two went I was like damn nobody gonna tell them nobody gonna tell them and then they figure it out I personally think I I, if you I don't think they fridged her if you if you want to if you want to one because there was so much representation in this from women I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong I was good with it right two I like the fact that they both were equally fighting to sacrifice each other. Yeah. Where I Them feel like that, if she would have just been like, right. <laughs> um, Tommen, <laughs> if she would have been like Tommen and just stepped off, I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> but I would have been like, 
chill, Tosh, chill. Could you imagine? But, um, yo, if she, <laughs> if she jumped like Tom and I would have lost. If, if he was like, you know, straight you co- face time. Remember, Tony? Remember, Tony? You complete me. <laughs> but the fact that they, I think the fact that they fought, they fought for for the right to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. I think it. I think that writing balanced it out. Yeah. But I'm always weary of people, especially when there's a movie that gets a certain amount of praise. When you start to like target and nitpick things that you know we can critique everything, but I'm just like. <sighs> Like what do you want? Like I mean, I'm, it's just tough. It's tough. Between you know the two, saying? between the it's two, tough. like everyone has jokes about about. Um, I'm calling Nighthawk. Everybody has jokes about Hawkeye. I personally don't have never really had a connection to Black Widow anyway. And whether you want to blame that on the writing over the cross, you know, all these years or anything else, I just when she died, I was like, oh well, see you later. But the reasoning behind it just just did not hold water. Mm. Period. Yeah. Um. Anything else on this, or can I just move to the last question? I think you can move to the last question. All right. Good. The last question comes from White Star GB. They write, was I the only person disappointed Hulk didn't get his one-on-one with Thanos? They neutered him in the movie. Ooh. He didn't want that smoke. Ooh. He didn't want that smoke. See, and this goes, this goes back to what I was saying again. Why is he neutered? You know, this, yeah, I, didn't, this, I, don't, this, this, I don't get that. Like, like Jeff said, we are program. I've said this before. We are so programmed by patriarchal white supremacist society that we don't even realize it. You know, and we we call things like him being intelligent and not smashing things and not, you know. You call him weak. Yeah, it's that's being neutered. You know, like to I, me. I, I wouldn't say neutered, but I feel like he went home and be, was a family man after that. Yeah, they know shit. Yeah, I'm mean, like, yo, I'm about to read books. Fuck this shit. Because remember, we talked, but we explained that a few times, and other people have said the same thing. Like, that's the first time Hulk really had that level of challenge. Yes. And be defeated handedly in the face of that challenge. So that fucked him up mentally. But then to say, okay, well, why didn't he get his one-on-one? I mean, first he of all, he served will, again. He, he would have, one, he would have <laughs> served again. And two, he didn't need to. He wielded the damn gauntlet his yes. damn self. He redeemed himself right then and there. Like there that, is. him wielding the very gauntlet that put him on his ass, uh, you know, a, a movie ago, to me, was his one-on-one. And to me, like, I grew up on Professor Holt, the Holt that was shown in this comic, you know I mean, in this movie. So that was, like, so dope to me to see this version of Hulk. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I was very attracted to this version of the Hulk. Wow. Like, very, 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 very. You like Thick Thor? <laughs> you like Thick Thor? Shout I was attracted to, to Thick Thor. No, but I was. Thick Thor? With two C's. No, I was. <laughs> I just wanted to make that point, and I know I'm not the only one, but. Valkyrie didn't seem to be feeling him. Hulk was hot as hell. You know, Valkyrie was like, I liked you better angry. But, you know, to each their own. No. Yeah, but I'm, no, I'm, I, I I disagree. I do not think Hulk was neutered in this film. Yeah. I thought he was dope as hell. Like you said, he was the only one strong enough besides Tony to, you know, pull off the snap. Right. Like I mean, like I said, I just I just wasn't looking and plus I wasn't looking for no one on one between him. I'm like, they showed you the most powerful being, or as they think, the most one of the most powerful beings in this world and this universe got served. So why do you think something's gonna change a second time? And around? then even Captain Marvel, who is more powerful than Hulk, folks, sorry to let y'all know. Yes. Got served. She, right. <laughs> but, and I, don't, I don't even want to say one hundred percent serve. It's just that oh, she she, she had she had problems. She got caught out there. She, I mean, from everything you've seen about Captain Marvel, she went through the fucking shit, bro. Every, she could do anything, yeah. and then she was having problems yeah. with him. So I mean, put that power stone on her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of Guac. But 
if you have any questions, uh, be it related to geek and pop culture, be it related to you know, personal items, let us know. That Hit us up, contact at 4allnerds.com. Alternatively, you can hit us up on the socials at 4allnerds. And as we mentioned at the top, if you are a Patreon subscriber at a certain tier, go to patreon.com slash 4allnerds to subscribe. You will get a guaranteed guac question. Word up. Well, folks, in some news that we really hate to report on, but we definitely have to talk about this week, the legendary filmmaker John Singleton passed away after suffering a major stroke at the age of 51. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was... uh, I mean, it was so sudden and, you know, out of nowhere that I wasn't... I, I don't think I've had time to process it yet. Um, I'm actually part of a group of black writers of Hollywood, and one of them is a. Ch- we have an email chain, and one of them is a Cheo Hodari uh, Coker, and he was talking about he flew down and saw John in the hospital, mm-hmm. and he said that you know when he got there he knew that that was to be the last time he saw him, and yeah. um, I've never got to meet John personally. A good friend of mine worked on Snowfall, and you know got to meet him and hang out with him a lot. And so, you know, he would tell me what a great dude he was. My biggest memory of him is, like, when I really realized what the fuck was going on with his films and stuff was uh, when Boys in the Hood, after it came out, I was in school, and this dude uh, dude came to the school and talked to us about it. It was this white guy. And he was, like, showing us various films and, you know, their significance and things like that. But he showed us the opening to Boys in the Hood and how... You know, John has the statistic about black men being killed in America, and then it cuts to this stop sign. And he was like, that's the symbolism. You know, that's John saying stop. And then also, Boys in the Hood, also the opening where they're like, you want to see a dead body, also is an homage to uh, Stand By Me. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's these like, when, you, when I saw this white dude telling me the craft that went into John's work, that's when I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, this dude... I loved him because he was this dude from South Central who, you know, I could see myself being like. You know, as a kid, I was like, wow, I could grow up and be like this guy. But to hear this guy, you'd be like, da 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 you know, this is why he's dope. And it'd be a white guy telling me this. I was, It just put him on another level to me. And Boys in the Hood is, you know, that joint. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, you know, like higher learning, uh, poetic justice, on and on and on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like for me, I his his movie impact for me from a, a different era, like a, mm-hmm. a whole different decade. So like you mentioned the classics like Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice and stuff like that. I'm I'm came into his work when with the Baby, baby Boys, Boy. huh. uh, Four Brothers, which I think is an underrated God, movie. I didn't forget like, he did that. I don't understand. Fucking super underrated. I don't understand why why people like people don't seem to have seemed to say anything about that movie when it came out, but it was really fire. Powerful, like it, it, I, I was crying. Yeah. Talk about movies he was crying about. Um, What's his name? Eat uh, Chiwete is the fucking Chiwetel. villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did Hustle and Flow, uh, Shaft, Rosewood. Um, wow. Like I mean, it's just so many things. They that... played Rosewood at HU in Crampton for us. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things that. John had his hand in whether directly, you know, directing it himself, writing it, or or just being helping to be responsible to producing it. Like he's been part of the fabric of black culture, yes, but also yes. culture, the fabric of of pop culture, the fabric of entertainment, the fabric of America. 
And he is part of the DNA that has has pushed America to where it is now. So to have a loss like this is is huge across the board. And I mean, and and he has and like people talk about things like crossover appeal. Like he was responsible for Too Fast, Too Furious. You're too fast for y'all. <laughs> like it's it's just and he we and then interestingly enough. I don't 100% recall if we got to speak to him one-on-one or he, cause, but I know he was on the press line. But we actually, during that Snowfall premiere, when it premiered in Harlem, mm-hmm. in New York, we were there and we covered it. Mm. Um, and he had sent some really prolific things on that stage. And I'm actually yeah. going to go back and watch that video. We might put that video up so everybody can see. But just, just to see where his head was at and where he was trying to go and the vision that he had for the future. Like, it wasn't just a right now vision. It was a what are we doing 10 years from now type vision. So that, again, just a huge loss. And you have to pay your respects to this man. And I implore you, if you haven't seen any of his films, you have uh, you to. Have. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you have. But you no, Ben, yeah. you never know. Some people just haven't been there like that. But watch it. Man, I watched Baby Boy like two weeks ago. If you've ever owned BET in your yeah. lifetime and you haven't seen Baby Boy, yeah, it's you wasn't you might as well you get a new cable account or whatever. But uh that's this is one of the deaths that reverberates across the entire timeline of my life, really, from being a kid to now. We wouldn't have got the second act. And the evolution of Ice Cube yeah. as America's. Yeah. You think about him and Snoop Dogg yeah. from the ni- the early 90s to now. If I would have told you Snoop Dogg has a cooking show with a felon and he's not the felon, <laughs> you might have punched me in my face. Right. Right. But but just talking about like the culture of of like rappers in movies, uh, people like Taraji. People like shoot Tyrese, people, Terrence. <laughs> Ter- Terrence Howard. There's so many actors who have been in prominent John Singleton films that you may not even realize mm-hmm. because they've just been etched into the fabric of our culture. And he's one of those people who I feel like he got his foundational roses where like you grow up in Black History Month, who you hear about Martin Luther King, Jr., Malcolm X, and Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Like you hear the like the staples, but you and, and and it's like a baseline. Yo, you should respect this man. But when you really dive deep into why the why and the impact, he should have been celebrated a lot more. Yeah. And then you you know you talk about the Oscars and not honoring black directors and 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 um I think he was the youngest he first. was the youngest 20 the youngest and first, first 24 right. I believe he was right but wasn't he Same. was he the youngest person I think um, so. um, nominated for a director unless Orson so, Welles beat him it's only, right yeah. one of one of those accolades Close. right yeah. but you think about how 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 like futuristic he was to make the 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 cinema that he made and to get acknowledged by a racist, prejudiced body, like yo, undeniable, yo, we got, we got to, we, like we got to, and this was before there was like ten, right? Oh like, yeah, I, I think like it was five. before yeah. there was like no, only well five. That, yeah. So you think about it, and you think about it, arguably should have won it, arguably should have won it, right? So you think about that impact, like somebody who was so, who was so ahead of their time, and and who affect the culture as soon as they got in across the board. It's just somebody who should be celebrated, and I hope. I hope that 
people get a chance to live through all of the accounts and the memorials and the testimonies from people who work from him, people whose lives were changed by him mm-hmm. on, on screen. I just hope that people can recognize that impact and properly do justice to his name and his legacy. Mm-hmm. No, on, on that note, I want to, there's some things that I saw, you know, from all the testimonials coming out was one, he did a Burger King commercial and that's how he funded boys in the hood. Like he acted oh. in a Burger King commercial and, Instead of balling out with that money, so the residuals he used. That yeah, to the residuals he went and made boys in the hood oh, with wow. it, and so that's a lesson right there. That's you know jewels right there. And then the other one was they offered him a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars to not direct it because they wanted to get a name director, mm-hmm. and he was like, "No, I wrote this movie. I'm directing it. Mm-hmm. Boom, you know, Oscar nominated." classic film all that and that's because he stood his ground and was about something instead of just being like oh shit a hundred racks like come on now you know that's tough to turn around i was gonna say that that's that's not something easy that you could be like nah i ain't taking nope a hundred racks can change your life and he probably you know because he turned that down he probably barely got paid anything for the movie he probably had to spend his you know own budget to help you know pay for something else on the film because i'm sure the film had a low ass budget to start with and then turned around and made you know all the effing money in the world he made history i mean in the story like yeah, man. It, and it's really devastating because, like I say, I know people who know him well, and everyone says he was so encouraging to other young filmmakers, to everyone. You know, he was rooting for everybody black, basically. And so we lost that, you know, and we don't have it now. And, you know, it's up to us to continue the mission. Like, you know, like Nipsey, the marathon continues. It's right. always about, you know, picking up the baton and carrying it on. So. You know, rest in power, John Singleton. Thank you for everything you've done. We're life. Yeah, man. Pure respect there. All right. And after that moment of silence, yep. we have to continue on with the show. Mm-hmm. We have some more coming on today. Uh, one of your favorite segments, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even though, you know, this segment is actually sponsored by our Patreon. Yay! Because I have been slacking in my macking. Oh, I do want to shout out, well, before, let me, me, right? This segment is called Comics Icon. Extra loud today. That's right. Comics I Copped, where we talk about all the comics we cop. Make sure you use that hashtag, Comics I Copped, on all your social media. TM, TM, owned by DJ Ben Amin. If you see anybody using it and claiming it, put them on blast. Word up. Uh, shout out to Queen of Bad Dreams, which dropped this week by the homie, God damn it, I don't know they name. I only know they, um <laughs> Twitter name, and it's at Where Dogs. But, um, yeah, damn okay. it. I'm going to have to look that up That's real right. quick. I'll come back to that in a second. But shout out Queen of Bad Dreams. Issue one is in stores right okay. now. I haven't even had a chance to read it. But that is the homie, big fan, and big friend of the show forever and a day. So make sure you go pick that up. But we have some other suggestions from our Patreon, do we not? We do. As we said, if you're on a certain tier, you get to talk about comments I copped as well. So we have several this week. The first comes from Scriberisms. Uh, they mentioned Immortal Hulk series looks fire. Um, another person noted um, new thing you absolutely should pick up: Outer Darkness and Monstrous Old Saga. Oh, excuse me, Monstrous Old Saga of the Swamp Thing. Those are two different ones. Swamp Thing and Monsters Old Saga? Wait, other Swamp Thing? Yeah. 
monstrous, monstrous. Then it says old dash. Monstrous. Yeah. The book monstrous. Okay. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. But I mean, it says old dash saga of the swamp thing. So. Oh yeah. No old. Like monstrous is the new stuff they're reading. Right. Old stuff is oh. saga of the swamp thing. Cause saga of the swamp thing. I think that's the um old Alan Moore oh, joint. okay, I read this wrong. Yes, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the new stuff they're reading is Outer Darkness and Monsters, and the old yep. stuff they're reading is Saga of the Swamp Thing. Yeah, because I think Saga of the Swamp Thing is the old Alan, is Alan Moore who did the, yeah, Alan mm-hmm. Moore who did mm-hmm. the legendary mm-hmm. run on mm-hmm. so, on Swamp Thing. So yes. I think that's what that's from. Um, next one, uh, next suggestion for Comics I Copped is Gideon Falls. That's their favorite series they're reading. I saw that, and I, I don't know what that is. Oh, we I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. We gotta talk about. It. Oh, and yeah. also, also, we gotta tell you, Patreon folks, like, give us some some summary of what these what these comments are about, so we can share with everybody. They also mentioned Immortal Hulk, uh, Ironheart, yes, Bitterroot, yes, uh, American Carnage, Miles Morales, and uh, Miles Morales Spider Man. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and then finally, um, one of our boys, Eliel, they wrote, uh, just started reading Gillian's run on Darth Vader, mostly because I'm trying to cool off getting into a new series and going back to the runs I miss. Um, he, he said that Tanahasi drop about Vader kept trolling me until he copped it. Uh, he got volume one from the comic book shop, but he's definitely thinking about getting more volumes. Yeah, um, so I saw somebody asked on Twitter today they were getting into the Star Wars comics and which ones they should. And Karen Gillan is like he's one of my favorite authors, as everybody knows. He's the author of Wicked and Divine, and his new book Die is also fire. But that mother effing Vader run he did is some of the best comics ever. It's some of the best Star Wars stuff you'll ever read. It is Vader being the ultimate badass that we all know he is. Like Rogue One Vader. He shits on Rogue One Vader. What? There's a moment. That's my favorite Vader, by the way. One, there, one of the, you can Google this moment. There's one of the, one of the best moments in the Vader series is he comes upon basically like a squadron, a platoon of soldiers. I mean, tanks. You know, maybe some ads. All this stuff. They are lined up. It's a double page spread of these motherfuckers. Oh, he did the Cap versus Thanos whole army yeah. type look. And this motherfucker Vader is like, all I smell is fear. And dead men. Oh, that would oh, <laughs> it's a wrap for you. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's one of my favorite Vader lines in any medium ever. Wow. So yeah, that and he also um in that run he introduces this woman, Dr. Afra, who's kind of like an Indiana Jones. She's an archaeologist of the future, but she's she rolls around with this evil ass C3PO and an evil ass R2D2. Oh. It's some of the best shit ever. Kieran Gillen is such a monster. Like if you love Star Wars, love dope comics, that Vader run I'm is have exceptional. To read Vader now, damn. And I'm not even sure who's writing it now, but they say whoever's writing it now is actually, you know, keeping up with what Va- what Kieran did before. Like the new Vader shit is really dope. I've been reading the summaries on various sites, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm waiting on some trades, but I'm definitely gonna pick that up as well because that shit is fire too. Like, I definitely read that. Yeah, no, those Vader books. Shout out to my homie the Grime. He sent me all of them, and that was like, I chewed through that shit. That I can't remember their names, but the evil C3PO and the evil R2D2 are pure comedy. I can imagine. I mean, they're like evil as fuck. Like, you have no idea. I, like, it was one of the things that like, sometimes I hated them and sometimes I loved them because they were so goddamn evil. And they're robots, though. Yeah, so, but like... just freaking evil. They torture people. It's so bad. Um, any other comments I copped? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I had the name of it. Uh, it is the homie Danny Lore who wrote Queen of Bad Dreams. Oh, and okay. it's out this week from Devault Comics. 
And, you know, I'm just congratulating them because they are one of the friends and put out their own comic. It's very dope. And I see it selling very well. And uh, one last one before we get out of here. I just want to say I am now on issue eight of Heroes in Crisis from DC Comics by Tom King. And if anyone else is out there reading this, please let me know if you're enjoying it. I don't get it. There's only one issue left. I'm one of the biggest Tom King stands out there. Yeah, Everybody is. knows I've, you know. Been, he got Tom King responding back to him on Twitter now. And ignored me whenever I asked him to come on the show. <laughs> you know, completely just. Every time he curves us. Yes, facing me every time. It's, it's uh, another Wesley Snipes situation. Yo, so ruthless. <laughs> but um, I'm not feeling this at all. And I just want to know if anyone else out there is reading it. It's Heroes in Crisis by DC Comics. It's a big murder mystery. I don't get it. I've been completely annoyed by it for the most part it's i just don't understand because i think tom is such a beast and i do not get the point of this series mm. this mug is weak yeah all right that's and i normally don't like to you know talk about stuff i don't like i understand but like maybe there's people out there who think differently than you yeah and i want to know because I, I i've keep reading it you know like i'm <laughs> on this trying yeah the artist though some of the artists sick uh i think it's play man i can't remember but some of the artists sick but, ooh, yeah. You know what's weak? What's that? The Sonic the Hedgehog live movie. Oof. Wow. I don't care what y'all say. I Man, know we the always responses talk about, were varied. I know y'all talk... Well, the sponsors were varied, yeah. I know people say little kids would probably enjoy it and all that stuff. I don't want to see Sonic with no teeth, bro. Mm-mm. I don't want to see Sonic with, with, with runner's legs. I don't want to see... I, I just don't. This ain't it. That ain't it. Ever. Jim Carrey, definitely Robotnik, though. Yeah, I actually like that. Jim, yeah. Carrey, Jim Carrey is definitely robotic. Yeah. I say that. That's what I will say, and I'll leave it at that because that monster <laughs> that is purporting itself to be Sonic, <laughs> I am terrified. <sighs> I don't know what it is. I I I I, I don't know, cheap. And, and the funniest thing is. I look at something like the Detective Pikachu I was just gonna say trailer, that. Yes. Yeah. and I don't feel as jarred. It's kind of yeah. like, yo, it, it looks weird, but it looks like it could actually work. Cause they, they look like the freaking Pokemon. They found a happy medium between live action and the cartoon, mm-hmm. which is what Sonic could have been. And actually, there is a fan-made film that literally shows just that, where he has fur, hair, or whatever, but he's still close enough to the cartoon that is not scary. This is scary. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, <laughs> you saw it. You saw it on the timeline. We said, uh, here's a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gangsta's Paradise, though. Like, who what? does that? What? Who? That, that, whose idea was that? It was done. In, How does uh, this relate? It wasn't. As far as I can tell, it was not done in an ironic way. No. It wasn't done in a creative way. Why use this? And then for somebody to say, oh, they were trying to go back to the nineties. The nineties. Of all the songs you could have played from the 90s, 90s yeah. you played Gangster's Paradise for Sonic the, the freaking Hedgehog. <sighs> Whatever, man. Yeah. Y'all y'all enjoy that. Yeah, that song, yeah. Uh. Y'all enjoy that. And that I mean, if, it, if the kiddies love it, cool. Maybe it's not for me. Somebody in our mentions it's was Scott like... Scott Summers! Scott Summers, come on! Look, man, hey, the X-Men, it's that's over. The main, that's the main dude? Yeah! yeah. It's <laughs> over for X-Men. Gotta find that word somehow. <laughs> Yo, get I mean, your I checks. love James Mars. Let me yeah. be real, yeah. but come on. Get your checks. I mean, he's still got Westworld. <sighs> oh, yes. Right. Oh, shit. That is Scott. 
Yeah. I, I, I never clicked for yeah. me. Because yeah. when I heard James Marsden, I was like, oh, that's my man. Because I oh, yeah, every Mar- time I hear... That's your man JFK, too. He played yeah. JFK. Every time movie. I hear Marsden or a variation, I think of Red Dead Redemption. So uh, I always think, I always think of like, yo, and it's funny that he plays a, a fucking cowboy, cowboy on Westworld. Like, it's <laughs> like, he's like alternate. He's like Earth 45, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, but... Yeah, bro. Mm-mm. Get your checks. Yeah, yeah. King. Yeah, get, get them while you can, Chris. Yeah. Stock is dropping after this oh drops. Oh, my God. Jim Carrey about to be the most fire villain in all the trash movies. That shit is going to make so much money, too. That's <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting bets on it. It's going to clean up. I, I'm not watching. I won't. I boycott. Fan bros. Fan bros.